Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> FBI Radio. Except for Andre is away. <laughs> filling in, we have a very special guest film lord today, TV and screenwriter Enoch Mailangi. Not your first time on Movies, know, Movies, this Movies. This is my second time. Welcome back. And resident film lord Jack. It'll be easier this time. <laughs> yeah. um, hi, I'm here. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having you. me. Especially <laughs> on, a, on a public holiday. It's, uh, you know, it's a good day to sleep in today, so I appreciate mm. you both being in. Look, to- treating this like any other day. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, me too. Um... So much coming up in the show. Someone on the text line guessed that it, the documentary was doing we were doing this week was about cows in the rainforest. I don't want to give Not it away quite. just yet. Okay, we're going to if you keep texting but here, in. Here yeah. are the clues for you. So for two reviews today, Enoch and Jack are reviewing two documentaries, both released this week, both on the same te- topic. And I want you to text in and guess what that topic is. Think about what's been in the news lately. Might, that, that might help you. Uh, we're going to give away another clue before we get to two reviews. But the text line is 0409 945 945 if you want to have a little guess. So let's find out what's been happening this week in movie news. Movie news. First up, there is a bit of a queer baby Fast and the Furious sequel in the works for you. It's an all-female run, or led, uh, Fast and the Furious film. Vin Diesel has just been posting about it. I'm really hoping um, that... um, I don't know. I just hope it's not this, like, Tomb Raider, like, a realistic... Fast and Furious movie. I hope it's like Bombastic and Charlie's Angels. That's what I want from the Fast and Furious movies. Who do you want in it? Who do I want in it? Mm, I mean, Gal Gadot, actually. Yeah. I think Gal Gadot should head it up. Who Um, else do you want in it? Do you want anyone from the original crew? Do you care? No, I want a whole brand new cast. Whole brand new cast. Selena Gomez. We spent the morning listening to mashups of the Paul Walker (laughs) tribute song just to get ready to come on on air. Rest in peace. So, so an all-female-led cast, yeah. Fast and the Furious movie. And written by women, too. It's going to be written by one of the women who's done, like, the Chaos Walking film that's coming up. No one knows about this news. No one knows what Chaos Walking is, <laughs> except for me, because I'm a freak. You know how they always have sort of pun names, like Too Fast, Too Furious? What do you think they're going to call this one? <laughs> oh fast and Furious, the re-up. <laughs> the re-up. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so good. What else is making headlines in the world of cinema and film? Um, so... We've got the Mardi Gras Film Festival coming up, which Uh is a very Sydney spotlight of us to do. It's in a couple of weeks, but, I mean, this program's so hot it's going to sell out. There's 120 films. films, um, Wild Nights with Emily. No. (laughs) There's Wild Nights with Emily, which is like, Duna Molly Shannon from SNL. She's she's my hero. (laughs) I just read out the second line. Read out out my line. Um, The Oscars are here already. We're reading each other's lines and making jokes out of it. Uh, Wild Nights with Emily is about Emily Dickinson. There was already an Emily Dickinson movie with failed government nomination, Cynthia Nixon, who played Emily Dickinson a couple of years ago in a really beautiful film, but this time it's going to be more of a comedy route um, for those who don't Emily Dickinson, she was like the literature like queen of American literature, who was also a lesbian, and so that's going to be heading up the festival. But there's also Miss Rosewood, which is like a doco about you know the New York scene nightclub scene, and it follows 
this transgender drag performer and who was described as the Queen of Filth. The Queen of Filth. She's like a bit Divine-esque, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going to be opened, though, with... Yeah. It's a paired with a short film. Um, by... It's from the ABC series Love Bites and it follows Monster Gras, the club scene. The club night yeah, that yeah. happens on Mardi Gras night. And interviewing people like um, Justin and... Justin Shoulder and what's Justin Shoulder's partner's name? <laughs> and it's by, it's by Kelly Jean Drinkwater. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's like seven minutes and it's like a real piece of Sydney culture. It's really beautiful. Lovely. I don't think I've ever been to the Mardi Gras Film Festival. Where's it held? It's at Event George Street. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we don't know because we weren't invited Invited. to the opening of the program. Okay, let's not go there. We're not going to go there. (laughs) Move on, move on. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about the Michael Jackson documentary that filmed at Sundance. What's everyone's reaction? So it's been a really weird reaction. Mm. Sundance has just opened. There's heaps and heaps of films in competition, but the one that seems to be getting the most heat is the new HBO film called Leaving Neverland with Michael Jackson. It's a four-hour-long doco that follows honestly the vi- four hours yeah yeah four hours <laughs> following uh, the victor or the survivors there's two survivors two survivors of um of michael jackson's alleged sex abuse child abuse yeah and it's premiered to like really mixed oh i i think it got a standing ovation i'm not gonna say mixed reaction i haven't seen the film obviously because mm. it's just premiered in sundance but i think what's been really strange is that there's all these people reporting that at all these parties because sundance is famous for its parties and everyone from hollywood is there like in the mountains away from like the view of the public everyone's playing like mashups of michael jackson songs it's kind of like how the r kelly yeah. spotify went off after the r kelly documentary like there's this weird reaction where people are suddenly like obsessed with Michael Jackson again, rather yeah. than boycotting, yeah, rather yeah. than boycotting of the alleged sexual abuse. So, is this documentary aiming to sort of paint a clearer picture of those abuses, or I think or- so, and it seems to be painting a bit more of a picture of like the history, or like, not the history, but like the aftermath, like how it's affected the survivors' lives and their relationships with their own families and their own careers, and kind of what they were promised when they're in someone with that kind of power. Sorry, all these documentaries that came before this really were like Michael Jackson centric. So, the this doc I think aims to like show the other side and the stories from the survivors. But the weird thing is, the survivors are there watching the viewings while having to go to parties and listening to mashups and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I. Yeah, it's... anyway, I, I'd like to hear from you. What What's your opinion on Michael Jackson? Do you boycott his music or do you? Sort yeah, of- cancelled. <laughs> fully. Give us a text, 0409 945 I'm, I'm putting that out there to everyone. Uh, anything else making movie news this week? Not really. Just the Oscars are coming up, and if you can be bothered paying attention, pay attention. Uh, what do you think about the Oscars at Inoka? Oh, so boring, so predictable. I think people should text in and think... What Text they? in what's more exciting about the Oscars. What did yeah. you say? What was missed? Like, what did they miss out on this year? What do you care about? Like, why are we talking about Boho? Why are we talking about Weeho. Green Book? Yeah. Who cares? I actually, I tell you one thing that I missed last year that I'm really excited to see and I'm going to watch before the Oscars is Can You Ever Forgive Me with Richard E. Grant and Melissa McCarthy. Why is that? I don't know. I just, like, didn't want to see it when it came out for some reason. Managed to miss it. And now I'm all of a sudden obsessed with Melissa McCarthy again. I don't know what happened. I, like, must have had a dream about her. I think I had a dream about her and Gladys Berejiklian the other night. And Gladys Berejiklian and Melissa McCarthy were, like, arguing about pill testing. And now I just want to see that movie. Somebody please make that. I'm joined by (laughs) Jack and Enoch. Uh, We're listening to Jack's dream. I'm so sorry. Oh, movies, movies, movies. Really newsworthy content today. (laughs)
<laughs> Coming up next is two reviews. And we've been asking you to guess what these documentaries are about that will be reviewed, both on the same topic, both just released, and you're getting one more clue right now. And that was actually a clue, was the Gladys Berejiklian. I think this would be on her lineup of documentaries to watch. She seems to be obsessed with this topic. Two reviews when we come back on Movies, Movies, Movies. This is Mornings, FBI 94.5. Another clue for what's coming up in two reviews on Movies, Movies, Movies today. I'm joined by Jack and Enoch filling in for Andre. And it's a big shout out to Cienzo who joins us and is back because no, you said summer school today. Uh, stop fussing around you. Sorry, focus. sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry uh, Cienzo also says, most exciting part of the Oscars is the outfits. I'm so miffed there are no female directors for best director. No idea about the docos coming up for two reviews. Is it about Brexit? It's not about Brexit, but as usual, Cienzo is like completely on point. So many fucking great movies by women this year. None of them nominated. The outfits are always the best thing, but no one's going to take any risks this year. You just know it's not going to be like
like an exciting year. Mm. It's like a one year out from Time's Up, so not everyone's wearing black, which I thought was everyone's a fun thing. Everyone's wearing blue. Everyone's wearing blue. Yeah, everyone's wearing marigolds. Oh, really? We've been noticing a lot of marigold, but that's more on like the tennis court. Okay, this okay. Year. I'm going to have to look up what that colour is. We had another <laughs> text in as well about the Fast and the Furious with a female cast. Desperate for Rihanna. I mean, mm. hot mm. off Battleship, hot off Ocean's 8. Eight Rihanna yeah. is the obvious choice for Fast and the Furious. Do you know who did um, make a cameo in one of the Fast and the Furious movies in Fast and the Furious 7? Who? Iggy Azalea. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, if, if anyone has any suggestions as to what the new Fast and the Furious movie should be called with a completely female uh, cast, not completely, but female led cast, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, who knows at this you point? You can text in. Enoch, you had one suggestion. Yeah, Femin the, Femin the Furious. Femin the Furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Fast and the Furious Reputation World Tour. <laughs> Anything like <laughs> We're that. We're trying to riff about, on Tokyo yeah, Drift and we Swift thought and Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah, Bad Blood. Uh, 0409-945-945. It is time to find out what these reviews are going to be on. Two so. reviews. One review. And then and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. It's been a bit of a mystery all morning and we've had some great guesses. It's time for the big reveal. What are these two documentaries that you're reviewing about? Well, I just thought everyone would get this straight away because at this point I don't feel like I really have to describe what Fire Festival was other than say that it was like the Battle Royale cosplay of the self-serving Ayn Randian entrepreneur culture of positivity shitstorm. It's like that festival that everyone heard about one year ago where all of these influencers went to an island and were met with like hurricane tents and it was just a complete nightmare but so fun to watch. The ultimate disaster event. The ultimate disaster event, somehow no one died, which maybe we should take like a tip out of the American festival book and figure out how to do that. So two people have made documentaries about Firefest and they are both being reviewed today here on Movies, Movies, We're doing both of them. Jack, Enoch, which film lord will be going first for two reviews? I'm going to go first and I'm going to do the one that came out first. Okay, Jack, take it away. What's the name of the documentary first? This is the Hulu-produced Fire Fraud, which uses essayistic meta-archive-like shots of Lena Dunham to explain what a millennial is that makes it feel like it's made by boomers for boomers. While the Netflix documentary rushes along from one ecstatic Herzogian scene to another, the Hulu version feels more Adam Curtis light. So if you don't know what an influencer is and you need it explained, maybe choose this one. But if you just want 90 minutes of schadenfreude, Watch the Netflix doc, even though it's made by Jerry Media, who, like, run the Instagram fuck fuck Jerry, and they're totally culpable. After watching both, it feels like if you're going to engage with fire on any level, you're going to feel gross and sweaty. But the Hulu documentary has a paid interview with the Ted Bundy-esque con artist Billy McFarlane, who runs it all. And it's fun to watch him squirm, even though for some reason they made him look super hot in the interview. He's so hot in the interview, and he's such a scumbag. And, I mean, honestly, he's definitely a sloppy pig with teeth. The greatest (laughs) indictment against this Hulu version documentary is that there's a lack of focus on the only real victims of this whole fuckfest, which are the the workers from Great Zuma, who were treated like slave labour and were never paid. And I feel like the Netflix documentary really manages to go into them and you really feel for them. Yeah. So that's the Hulu hot scumbag version of the Fire Festival. And that is that that's Fire Fraud. That's Fire Fraud, the one that came out first. And it's um it doesn't have insider footage as much as the Netflix version. So before we get into the Netflix yeah. Fire documentary, what would you give Fire Fraud in a word? Essay. Essay? Yeah. Enoch, what would you give it? I'd give a... um, 
boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, fair enough. Okay, Enoch, let's get into your review now of Netflix's Fire, the greatest party that never happened. Okay, so this review is like short and sweet because um, that's why how I feel every good doco is. It gets to the point. But when I watched this doco, being broke had never felt so good. But TBH, um, who hasn't sucked dick for the boys down at customs in one of the best monologues I've ever seen in a doco. (laughs) Um, Netflix's fire doco is a tale of Charlie Broker and Gwyneth Paltrow having a baby. And this baby grows up to be Billy McFarlane. And much like his parents, he harnesses the internet in conning super rich millennials into doing things they don't really like. So you should watch this because if you want to see the pigs, what do we do? We go see the pigs. If you want to see cows in the rainforest, what do we do? We go see cows <laughs> in the rainforest. And if you want to know who the real victims of this festival are, I highly suggest watching the Netflix doco 10 times out of 10. 10 times out of 10? Yeah. I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> I, I, just I love said that though. <laughs> <laughs> You're an influencer. Thank you. So that's Fire, the greatest party that never happened. It's on Netflix. Enoch, what do you give it in a word? Mm, sexy. Sexy? Jack? Spooky, spooky, sorry. Spooky. Yeah, spooky. Um, what's, that, what's the name of those planes? <laughs> I want to know what... No, I'll just call Which it Great planes? Exuma. Great Exuma. Great Exuma. Um, the Netflix one's crazy because it has all of this like insider footage yeah. of the whole festival because it's made by the media company that were doing the PR. And so you get to see like all of these people that are completely deluded and stressed out. And like just before the festival happens, there's a monsoon. And you just see like <laughs> almost thank God that monsoon happened because I feel like it gave everyone like a moment to like take this, a moment, this is not get off the island, yeah. <laughs> realise it's not happening, have a smoko. Just, like, really, like, it really seems like by the last moment they were like, this is just, like, why are we kidding? It was really weird when I was watching that doco, it felt like it was still an ad for the, the festival and I almost felt like I wish I was there. Kind of wish you were there. Like, amongst all the chaos. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's Did crazy. I got that too. I, w- I thought it looked kind of fun. Like, yeah. there's no way to spin this festival and make it look like a total disaster because... It is still hilarious watching all of these really rich mm. people cram onto like budget economy, like a class of an airline, and I, get hot and sweaty and like locked in an yeah, airport. It still managed to be the most talked about festival ever. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean. It's kind of like the room of festivals. Mm. Yeah. Uh, answer me this: If someone is going to see one fire documentary, fire festival documentary this summer, which one should it be? Three, two, one. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Lock it in. It's the easiest one for you to watch in Australia too. Yeah. Up next is Sydney Spotlight here on Movies, Movies, Movies. And we've got <gasps> we're gonna be joined by a very special <laughs> guest. Uh I won't tell you too much about it now, but here's Sneaks with Hong Kong to Amsterdam. And uh when we come back, more of Movies, Movies, Movies. You're listening to Mornings on FBI Radio. Sydney Spotlight. You're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies. I'm joined by Jack and Enoch filling in for Andre today, who we have right now on the phone all the way from Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Hey, Ange, how are you? Hi, folks. Hi, Sienzo, calling all the way from Europa. How you guys doing? We're good. Thank you so much for joining us on the phone today. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, let's, uh, let's start off with Vox Lux. Tell us a little bit about this film. It's produced by Sia or mm-hmm. directed by Sia? 
no one knew this, but it's EP'd by Sia. She had so much control in this film, it is unbelievable. It is a Brady Corbett production starring Natalie Portman, and it's kind of in the same vein as Black Swan, but get this, it's not a dancer, it's mass school shooting survivor who writes a hit song written by Sia. The song becomes a hit, yada, 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 and then it turns into this kind of like all over the place ramble. It's just, okay, the film's a mess in the most amazing way. It's just about this star who goes crazy off fame, and you want to say it's about Sia, because Sia wrote all the songs, and she put money towards the film, but it's basically about Natalie Portman just having a mental breakdown. It's crazy. Who's Brady Corbett, for those who don't know? Brady Corbett? Oh my gosh, I don't even know, to be honest. Don't even ask me. Brady Corbett is a nobody in my books. But it's his second That's film. That's not He's true. He's the guy in no, 13. Actually, no. He's the guy in 13. He has a past. He looks so much like the young gay kid from Desperate Housewives, but he's not him. But anyway, the most uh, staggering thing about this film is that Sia produced it with Natalie Portman. So it just feels like this uh, amazing, uh, I don't know, just uh, this amazing product of uh, two crazy minds coming together. Anyway, it's coming out in Feb in Australia. And I don't know, it had me all jittery. I was super excited by it. Now that's Vox Lux. And let me just say, you guys. Yes. I am fully overwhelmed by the festival experience, but I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and... uh, Gosh, what is time anyway? What is the name of the film festival you're at, Andre? It is the Rotterdam International Film Festival, IFFR. And, uh, and its it logo looks a little is... bit like the Radiohead logo. It does look like the Radiohead logo. It is doing... Everyone wonders, although let me just say as well, IFFR is totally in a bubble. No one's talking about the Oscars. No one at this festival has seen Assassination Nation, which baffles oh. me. And one's talking about Jonas Mekas, who passed away, famous film critic last week. Don't know if that was in the news. That's really sad. It wasn't in the news and it should be covered. Jonas Mekas, go check out his films. He made, like, the original Insta stories Mm. about life. He was an amazing film critic too. Huge inspiration. Passed away in the age of 98. Now, is the Rotterdam Film Festival Mm. where you went to the Gaspar Noe Masterclass? Gaspar Noe being the director of Climax? Okay, so I totally misread the program. What I thought was going to be some sort of masterclass Gaspar Noé situation was just him screening his film and then having a party afterwards. I thought he was going to DJ, so I literally loitered the whole way through, all the way into that party. He was there with the dancers from Climax, they were voguing the house down, having a good time, and uh, he just sat in the corner with his sunnies on and didn't move a finger. So I was super disappointed by that. Not going to lie, Gaspar, but yet again, you've let us down for a second time. Oh my God, knocking on my door. I think I'm being a little bit too loud. Is Sorry, I'm in the Shavoy Hampshire. Okay, okay, okay. Um, keep it down, keep it down. Um, so I wanted to ask you also okay, about okay, High I'm Life, uh, Claire Denis' new film. I just went and saw Let mm. the Sunshine In, which I we're going to review next week with Lily on the show. But I wanted to hear mm-hmm. your take on High Life. Have you seen it yet? Mm-hmm, mm. Yes, I saw it tonight. Uh, Claire Denis in attendance. Claire Denis, fabulous female director. I definitely had a bit of a snooze in it, but let me just say I did not miss the part when Robert Patterson was in space, taking sperm out of his body and artificially how putting he, it into a tube. How does he take sperm out of his then, body? Oh, I'm not going to give it all away, but let me just say Juliette Binoche has to carry his sperm through a spaceship, and then she has to like impregnate herself whilst with like this like palm full of just you know <laughs> spunk put it inside of her and then anyway i'll leave the rest for the actual viewing experience but it's, it's wild though well thank you so much andre for, about. thank you so much for giving us something to think about and uh a little taste of what you're up to over at the rotterdam international film festival it'll be so lovely to get you back on the show 
And thank you so oh, much. Yes, sir. We miss you. Thank you so much to Jack and Enoch for coming in today and bringing us movies, 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 especially Enoch filling in for Andre with us today. Thanks for coming on, Enoch. You're so welcome. You can listen back to Movies, Movies, Movies on, on the podcast. Uh, and coming up next, drag culture has gone mainstream, but what about the kings? <laughs> Are you keeping us on? <laughs> uh, we've got special guests, Adrian and MC Dusty in the studio to tell you everything you need to know about their upcoming event, Kings on King. So make sure you stick around for that. And thank you so much again to Jack and Enoch for Movies, Movies, Movies today. Ciao, Andre. This is Traffic Island 17, FBI 94.5. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.